Hey people, welcome to the Angels, Babes and Bitches show with me Ruby. Today my guest is Barbara. Barbara is originally from Portugal and now lives in Finland with her husband and her beautiful daughter who's 17 months old. Barbara, tell me something about yourself. Obviously, the juicier the better. <laughs> I don't know if this juicier. I think I'm a comedian. <laughs> I like to make everyone laugh. Uh, I'm extroverted. I'm super extroverted. Yeah. I like to make people comfortable. I like like at work I'm the person who likes to welcome the new people and at school I was like that. I make a fool of myself a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> uh because I'm like that, but it's all in in good graces. I mean, it's all for fun and games, you know what I mean? It's Yeah. I like to make few people feel comfortable and okay because it's always hard to be the new person anywhere. Yes, so, I think that's a, a big characteristic of mine. It's a very good characteristic, I think. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. No, please go on. Um yeah, well, uh I decided to move here um six and a half years ago and I think Even though I'm very extroverted, I think uh Finland agrees more with me than my own country. I don't know if that is weird, but I never really identified with my own country. Of course I love my own country, but I like the way Finns are more calm and they don't just they're not very nosy, at least not um at your face. <laughs> not yeah. that I can see <laughs> Portugal people are very very nosy with yeah. no shame. I don't like that. I like the peacefulness here and even though they're very anti-social, I don't mean that in a in a bad way. I mean that they don't like you know talk just for the sake of talking. Yes. They yeah. are very matter-of-fact people. And yeah. even though I'm so extroverted and I talk so much, I do like that about them. I think it makes me check myself. Yeah, and then... learn myself. So yeah. that's good. Ah, it's very good. Yeah, Finns are they. They don't have this like small talk culture well, like we have in Asia and many other and many other places. There's nothing um, good or bad. It's just uh, how they are. And I also like yeah. living in Finland myself. Um, so you know, we uh, when we spoke for the first time, we spoke about so many things. Uh, you know, like about you and your life. And I know yeah. this is not an easy subject for you, but I think many men and women will be able to relate to this topic. Can you share with us what you went through in your last job in Portugal? Yeah, that was a doozy. Uh well, I worked for nearly 4 years at a company in Portugal and I was initially hired to be their communication specialist just before I had been uh unemployed for three and a half years. I I would get a job here and there, but it was like two months at a restaurant and you know, things like that. It wasn't stable and It was shortly after the economic crisis hit so it was very very hard to get a job. And when uh I got this interview for this company I jumped at the opportunity obviously and I was initially hired to be their communication specialist like I said and then after one month there they asked me if I could move to the front desk just for like a month until they would get someone else because the person they had there just left with them. nothing like they she didn't say anything she just uh didn't warn anybody she just said i'm leaving tomorrow and they were short staffed so they asked me and because i had been employed for so long 
I wanted to show them that, yes, I'm a team player. I'm flexible. You need me. It's fine. I can do it as, as I'm doing my other job. It's, it's okay. Thinking it was only going to be for a month. Um, it wasn't. I was in that front desk for nearly four years. And I was doing my job as a communication specialist. I was doing job my job as a marketing specialist. I was taking calls, uh, taking care of the mail. I was unofficially the, um, the secretary to the financial department and the financial director. I was setting up meetings. I was uh, taking care of uh, ordering budgets and ordering whatever it needed to be ordered. I was running errands. Basically, I was doing the job of like six or seven people for less than 500 euros a month. Wow, that's that's yeah. quite a lot. I mean, a lot to do. Uh, not talking yes. about the money, but just the scope of work and how different. Responsibility was a lot. Yes, yes, the responsibility is a lot and everything is quite, uh, quite different. And it was, yeah, between like task from task. And, and then I was, um, I was being bullied. That was the okay. worst of it because I don't mind hard work. Yeah. It's I actually welcome it because it makes me feel proud of myself. The point is not the hard work. The point is I would have, I would go, I would start work at 8 a.m. And I would have to ask, please, can I go home? And this is not a joke. This is literal. I would have to ask, please, can I go home? Uh, at around, I, I would leave around 8 p.m., 11, uh, I mean, 7, 8 p.m. That was the normal. I was supposed to leave, according to my contract, around 5 yeah that rarely happened unless they wanted me to go to the post office or someplace that would close at six, then they would leave me, they would let me leave earlier. But many times I left at 11 PM, 10 PM, the normal time was around eight. Wow. And it would just be go home, eat something, sleep, wake up, go to work again. Yeah. And needless to say, it took a huge, huge toll on my mental health. Because not only uh, I was being, well, not well paid for the work I was having, but yeah. I was being bullied. Yeah. And yeah. It was, they were vicious. Like the, the only thing they didn't do was beat me up. Oh my God, that's really, um, it yeah, it's really, really not a good experience at all working for an organization like that. Yeah, yeah. it was really, really bad. I later found out I've, after I was already here, I later found out that um, they are the the CEOs and the people running it had to run away because they were um, they were sued for fraud and many other things and and they just were forbidden to run their own company. But they did that to almost everybody there. Uh, one of my tasks, one of my jobs, uh, was doing actually most of my job there was to do human resources work. And out of over 600 employees, I can tell you about 95% yeah. were at that moment or had been uh, under sick leave for mental health reasons, usually oh a God. nervous breakdown or a reactive depression. And it was really, really, really bad. And people couldn't complain about it because in theory, there are laws to protect you, but with all the crisis, this uh, 
government took uh, place and they just started taking away rights yeah. left and right. Uh, sorry. And um, it was bad. Like you would complain to the, the, the organization that you are supposed to complain to and they would call the company letting them know who complained and what they said. This oh was done in front of me. I was the one answering the calls. <laughs> it's pointless. It was surreal. Complaints are it pointless surreal. then. Yeah, of course. People just stopped complaining. Yeah. There was no point. And that the weight of it, the weight of having to do your job and being threatened that if you don't do what they ask, you're going to get fired. Yeah. And thinking, if I get fired, I have zero help from the government. Yes. That's and kind the of bullying, scary. all of that, it, it was it was very mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, that is kind of uh, like a scary situation where you have no one to turn to, uh, in a way, because there's nobody supporting you. How many hours were employees working there on an average per week? Well, in, I was working in the headquarters of the company. Um, they had multiple uh, locations, but where I was... I think we're about a hundred to two hundred people. Yeah, I would say, including people in the office and then factory and maintenance and all of that. I think about this was uh, almost seven years ago, but I think a hundred and fifty maybe mm. in the headquarters. In the headquarters, overall, it, yeah. Overall, it was uh, about a little over six hundred employees. Okay, so they were so each of them was working like you, like a lot of them were working like well, you. Yeah, well, in the office, uh, me and three other people were the worst cases. Okay, um, but then the people who were uh, in the factories, they were forced to do overtime, and they were getting they weren't getting paid for it. Oh. Uh, and if they've refused, yeah. of course, you know you can always go get unemployed. It was always, uh, there was always a threat, Mm. always a threat and humiliation. They would never, they made it a point to humiliate the person. They would scream at you in front of other people. They would tell you these horrible things in front, preferably in front of other people, just to demean. There was no point. Like I was called by the person uh, heading the human resources at the time to call one of the employees that complained she had a work accident and the company didn't want to file it as a work accident. They didn't, didn't want to pay. Yeah. And they basically just called her to the office and had me and another person there and just berated this woman, threatening her with legal action and with no basis, mind you, because she was absolutely right. And just humiliating her. Oh my God. It's good. I I think. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. No, I was going to say it's good. Then you're not uh, in that company, or uh, you're you're you know in a different environment right now. Oh yes, it's, yes. It's yes. a it's a good thing for you. You know, I I just want to ask you personally that do you think that women are easier targets for bullying or discrimination in a workplace, according to you? From my experience, yes. Doesn't mean that the men aren't. The, the men in where I was were also viciously bullied. Uh, but when they stood up for themselves, when they got to the boiling point, they would back off for a while. And with women, they wouldn't. 
I don't know if that's what, because, well, it's just historical and societal. We're, we're taught to be, you know, patient and kind and smile and don't make a fuss about it. Don't make a big deal about it. Don't be a bitch. Don't be hysterical. Just take it. It's not a big deal. And we're supposed to be submissive, right? I think it's yeah. changing, but yes. uh, fortunately, but it was, I, in my case, it was more women bullied than men. Mm. I think it's, yeah, you kind of, sometimes you can't like always say that women are more bullied than men or it can be equal. Uh, it could be that yeah, one is more, uh, yeah, it's like one is more, not even bullied, I would say discriminated than the other. Uh, yes. But, you know, this is just uh, personal opinions of of you and and you know what no, we are course. what we are talking about the last well, few no, years my, my personal experience yes there. yeah your personal experience from the last uh, couple of years so the last yes. few years were obviously uh, difficult in portugal at least when you were in portugal um but i i would like to think that even in this adversity there must have been something positive for you of course of course several actually well i learned um New skills, that's the first. Things I didn't know I knew how to do, I learned I could. Um, I learned how strong I am. Yeah. I learned um, how to be assertive, that I need to be more assertive and demand respect because if that's what I give to someone, I demand the same back. And I wasn't assertive then, I was very insecure. I was afraid to lose the job. I didn't wanna be unemployed anymore. So those are all very good lessons, lessons that I use to this day in my workplace. I don't let people disrespect me. I'm more assertive. Uh, I demand my rights. I, I don't go out of my way to create a fuss, but if a situation comes up, I speak my mind respectfully always, but I speak my mind. I don't shut up. Yeah, and I think that's true. through every difficult situation, you learn something. Yes, yes. Very much so. I, I, at least I see it that way. I think even in the darkest of times, there's always some silver lining to it. If nothing else, a lesson that you take for the rest of your life. That's how I see it. And I did learn mostly about myself and skills. I just, I, I don't, I hate what happened to me, but in a way, and this is going to sound weird, but in a way I'm happy it happened because I don't think I would have learned some lessons about myself had I not go through that. It was very hard to go through it, but now I know better. And so I do better. Yes, I agree. You know, sometimes you have to go through a, a difficult phase. I mean, not everybody, but people yeah. who want to grow, they have to at times go through some difficult phase and learn from it rather than, uh, how do you say, cry over it. You learn what... Uh, you know, you learn something like for you, maybe you did, you know, not maybe you did do the job of like six uh, different people, but you learned five other skill sets on the positive side exactly. that you did not have when you started there. Exactly. So, yeah. So there is still always like a silver lining to, to everything. Thing. I made friends that I have to this day, people I care about and I have, I hold dear that I met there that I wouldn't otherwise. True. That's always a plus for me. True. Is there something you would have done dif uh, differently during that period? Well, yes. Uh, be more assertive. 
and find out about my rights. I now know that they needed me more than I needed them. Mm. And at that, that time, I didn't realize. I later found out that the girl that left the front desk was being bullied the same way I was. And she just decided to take off and move somewhere else. She had the opportunity, so she did it. I also know uh, several employees uh, sue them or were planning to sue them precisely for bullying and, and emotional damage. And some of them were men. And in that sense, because of that, I'd say I would be more assertive and find out about my rights. I would, my family has lawyers for friends. I should have asked them, are they allowed to do this? You know, yeah. not to say, not to lower my head and say yes all the time. I should have learned to say no then, but I learned since. Yes, I think this, uh, this skill of learning to say no, it comes yes. with time. It's not easy for it's very to say no, but uh, at some point you have to start saying it. It's for yourself. It's not, you're not being selfish. Uh, you're, it's not about the other person. It's about no. yourself and you have to say no. For okay. our own health, we have to learn how to, how and when to say no. Be yes. econom economic with our time, I think. It's true. No? It's true. It's true. I, I completely agree with you on, on that. Now that you're in uh, Finland for the last couple of years yes. and you know, you've left all this uh, bad uh, energy and vibe uh, behind yes. in Portugal, you're back to your passion, uh, which is journalism. Yes. How do you feel you're, you know, at a professional level right now in your life? It's not uh, where I still want it to be um, because I'm doing it um, pro bono, I guess. <laughs> I'm doing yes. it for free at the moment. <laughs> I have a day job and I'm doing that uh, every chance I can. Um, but I love it. It's what makes me happy. It's what gets my blood pumping, you know? I love to talk to people. I love to know their story, to share their story, to find out what's going on about whatever topic. And that really gets me going. That really makes me happy. So I've been doing that for almost two years. And I think soon enough, I can do that as a full-time job, which will be a very, very welcome change. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, but it's it's exciting. I love it. It allows me to interact with a lot of people, know a lot of people, and find out about things in this country that I didn't know otherwise. Yes, and laws, whatever's going on. True, and it's it's good that you're now on my show, and you know you're sharing your story with what happened to you. Yes, uh, it, and you, yeah, it's you're different. Usually, the yes, one behind different. the. Yes, for, for a change, yeah, that you are the <laughs> one, uh, you know, who's, yeah, like you said, not 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 behind the, the screen, but facing the audience. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very good thing. So uh, before we, we end, any, uh, any words for our audience? Yes, this is going to sound like a self-help book, and I'm sorry <laughs> in advance for that. <laughs> but it's a mantra that I've been using for myself since I was 14 years old. And it, it helped me in the darkest times. And it's something, I, this is going to sound so ridiculous, but it's something Oprah said. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Please tell and us. I'm not, 
Yeah, on her show. And she said, you do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. And I took that to heart because that's, well, how my mom raised me anyway. Uh, You know, work hard now, party harder later. And I took that to heart. And on my darkest moments, I repeated that in my head like a mantra. Do what you got to do now so you can do what you want to do later. And it's how I've been living. I got to work. I got to hustle. And that's what I recommend. It, it doesn't get dark every time. It doesn't rain all the time, you know, yeah. to quote a movie I like. So just I... be hopeful and be optimistic. It, things do get better. You just really have to work hard at it. True. I know it's, it's very true. It's very true. I mean, there is a always light at the end of the tunnel. You just have to follow uh, the tunnel to reach the light. Because yes. when it's dark, it's dark. But It's hard, but it's hard. you get there eventually. Some yes. tunnels are very long. Mine lasted four years. <laughs> but you get there eventually. And when my, from my personal experience, what I would advise, whether it's a professional dark tunnel or personal, hold on to the little things, to the good things in your life, the good people, the fact, like if you like rain and it rained that day, or if you like snow and it snowed that day, or if you have that food that you love. I know it sounds trivial, but it does help. Hold on to the good things, how little and trivial they are, because they do help. At least for me, they did. Yes, and I think it's true. What you're saying is true. It's the small things in life that give us joy. It's yes. not this like, you know, big, of course, big moments bring joy to us as well. But sometimes it's yeah. just very uh, little things. And yes. uh, no, it's true. It's very true. Uh, to end, I have to say that Barbara's experience of working in an unhealthy environment, it's not the first and it most definitely will not be the last. It, I think it brings out the basic survival instinct of fight or flight. Which one will each of us take? There is no right answer to this question. Barbara is undoubtedly a bad bitch for being able to tackle a tough situation and see positivity in it. Barbara, thank you so much for joining me on my show and for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. You too. Bye.